Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work, both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hello and welcome back. Today's episode is the first of a two-episode mini-series talking about advocacy as a doula. Now, advocacy is kind of a hot topic in the doula world, and um, oftentimes we hear it talked about in a variety of different ways. So we're going to have two questions, one that we'll answer today and the next that that I'll answer next um, episode, and then we can kind of break down advocacy from there. So the first question that we're answering today is, do doulas advocate? Are we advocates for our clients, especially and primarily for this conversation in the birth space? So I'm not saying that people aren't advocates in the postpartum space as well, because we absolutely are. Um, But this conversation is coming from a conversation with another doula that I've been coaching and also um, just really honing in on that birth space advocacy, kind of mid-labor advocacy, right? Um, Next episode, I'll answer the question, what exactly do we do to advocate, right? Like, what are some things we can say? How can that look? So I'll give you a little bit more, like, practical um, steps in that episode. So be sure to stay tuned for that one. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, that's one way to make sure that you get notifications when that next episode comes out. It's coming out on Friday. These episodes release every Wednesday and Friday at midnight. And so that's when you can expect to hear that next episode. So, um, so to start with today, we're talking about the question, do doulas advocate advocate? Now the short answer is yes, but if you've been around at all, (laughs) you know that most of my answers are a little bit more nuanced than that because this space that we work in has some nuance, right? There is some variety here. And so, um, yes, doulas advocate for their clients. What that looks like is different depending on the scenario. Now, do we also teach our clients to advocate for themselves? Absolutely. Do we help our clients self-advocate? Yes. But also, sometimes we are advocating for them And part of that is based on the fact that we have an inherent understanding of the process and 
and what should be happening that our clients don't always have. So let me explain what I mean when I say that. So let's say, you know, you are, um, you're at a birth scenario and you know, every time a client comes into this hospital, they ask them these four questions, right? But then your client only gets asked two of those questions. And the other two are actually really important for their care. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Every other client I've ever had here gets asked all four questions, right? Then in that moment, your client can either never know that there are normally four questions asked. You can ask the staff a separate from your client, like, hey, why didn't you ask those other two questions that you normally ask? Or you can kind of address it in the moment, like, oh, are we also going to talk about this thing? Because that's what we always do at this hospital, right? Um, no matter which of those things you're doing, aside from doing nothing, aside from the option of like your patient just, your client just never knows that there are two questions that are incredibly important to them that could have been asked but weren't, that's the only option that's not some form of advocacy, okay? So when I talk about advocacy, I don't mean you making decisions for your client. I don't mean you telling the staff or the team when and how they can do something. I mean that you're providing equity and accountability in a space that is not always historically equitable and accountable, right? Now, I want to add some layers here because that's what I do, but also because, excuse me, because that's really important in this conversation. So when we're thinking about the layers, what I want you to think about is um, the U.S. healthcare system. So I know that maybe not everyone listening to this podcast is in the U.S., but the majority of you are. I've looked at kind of the demographics of folks that um, listen, which I'm so grateful for all of you who are here listening um, and finding this super helpful. So, so in the U.S. healthcare system, we have a history of oppression and racism. And that's on a level of class. It's on a level of um, gender. It's on a level of um, racism, of course, ethnicity, skin color, um, language issues. So there, there is bias and a systemic inequity that is built into many of our systems in the U.S., okay? So that's the foundation from which I am working in this conversation. So when we think about advocacy, part of what I am thinking is there are scenarios where I see the difference in treatment of clients based on one of those things, based on their sexual orientation, based on their... um, marital status, based on their skin tone, based on their English proficiency, right? And in that moment, I believe it's my responsibility to help their experience be safer and more equitable for them. It is not my responsibility to make the environment more comfortable for the providers or the staff members who are bringing inequity into the birth space for my client. So that's my foundational belief. You're allowed to disagree with me. 
but then these two episodes aren't maybe going to resonate with you because this is where I come from when I speak about this, right? So when we talk about advocacy, it needs to be in the bigger context of the inequity that exists in the system. So I'll be honest with you and and you know that I don't shy away from having strong opinions about things, right? But I'm going to be really honest that what I see, and I'm speaking this as a middle-class white woman that is heteronormative, like, so I fit in so many different things, right? Like, I do live in a bigger body. I do have a, a multi-ethnic family. So I have a few layers of um, slightly less <laughs> privilege, but actually live a very privileged life, right? And most of the folks that I hear in the birth world talking about doulas are not advocates, are people who live in a privileged place because most of their clients also look like them and live in a privileged place. And I don't mean that obstetric violence or inequity in the healthcare system only happens to folks who lack privilege. That's not the case. But also... If you are primarily serving clients who the system was made for, then you're going to see less of a need to advocate, advocate kind of inherently, right? So if you're primarily serving clients that are in the majority culture of what the healthcare system was set up for, which is wealthy white folks, middle-class white folks, right? Like, um, a, a, like small bodied, pretty well off, well educated white woman, right? Like not trans, not queer, not like that. The system was set up for that patient in labor and delivery. Then you probably haven't had a ton of situations where you needed to advocate or where you witnessed injustice. I'm going to also be honest. This is just a this is just an episode of all the things. My firm stance is if you have seen inequity, if you serve as a doula with clients who have been recipients of inequity and violence in the birth space and you did not advocate for them at all, that's problematic. And I think you then in turn continued to further that trauma. And that doesn't mean there isn't space to grow and learn from that. But I think continuing in that vein continues to make birth dangerous. And that's not okay. Um, And I'm honestly not going to apologize about that very strong stance that I have on it. Because I think birth is is something that we like to talk about as being beautiful but the reality is that in our inequitable completely biased totally racist healthcare system it is a dangerous thing for some people and we have to know that and live in that space if we're going to protect birthing people in the US system we have to and if you don't believe that and you don't live in that space, please, for the love of goodness, don't ever have a person of color or a trans person or a queer family or any of those folks who are victims of that system so frequently as your clients because they need someone 
who can advocate for them. They need someone who will advocate for them. They need someone who, yes, will help them advocate, but also someone who will speak up if the system is sweeping them aside. Okay, (laughs) so I'm going to just step down from that soapbox for a minute. Um, Next episode, I will talk some about actual phrases that I use, that I have used, that I recommend using, how I kind of talk about this with clients and how we sort of set this up in the process. Um, So I do really recommend that you tune into that next episode. I realize that this is a very heavy conversation to have if you're new to this conversation. Even when you're not new to it, it's heavy, right? So I would be more than happy to have a conversation with you about this over on Instagram. Find me at Haradula. Send me a message. I am more than happy to connect about this and hear your thoughts, your feedback, your, you know, grumblings about this episode, but also to answer questions that you have because I think this is an incredibly important space. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Haradula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around